the Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm Tammy. <laughs> and Matt and Mel are currently whereabouts unknown. <laughs> we're hoping they're going to be on the episode later. They've got lost in the forests of Canada or something. I don't know. Something Something's happening. Just let us know you're okay, guys. Let us know you're okay. Um so, we are here for the Defenders, which is kind of scary that we're here already. Yeah. We've been, yeah, five seasons in. Um, so, because this season is only eight episodes, although I kept thinking it was ten, I decided to get extra guests on because we love having guests on. Yay! And yep. we love hearing from you guys. So, we have two guests for this first episode of the Defenders. We have Connor. Hello. Hey. And we have Elizabeth. Woo! Hi. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thanks for coming on, Connor, at very short notice. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. I was trying to squeeze everyone in because I like getting as many guests on as possible because, you know, it's, it's good to hear what everyone thinks and different viewpoints are always fun to discuss. So, yeah, hopefully Matt and Mel will join us later. But, yeah, Defenders, guys, it's kind of weird being here, isn't it? I don't know what you guys think. I've been looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. it's It feels like only two years ago, which it was. It feels like only yesterday <laughs> that Tammy and I were standing outside Nelson and Murdoch in New York. Yeah. <laughs> excited about... Je- and they were filming Jessica Jones. Oh, how scary is that? Jessica Jones season one. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, guys, obviously, Tammy, you have only watched the first episode. Yes. I should say as well for our new listeners, I think I mentioned it on our little bonus episode we did a while ago. I'm the only one out of the regular hosts that has seen the entire series, which I will talk about in a minute. So Tammy, Matt and Mel uh, will only watch the first episode and then next week they'll watch the second and we'll talk about that. Um, but Connor and Elizabeth, have you seen the entire season, both of you? Connor, you can go first if you want. Um, yep, I've seen all eight and I watched the first one twice. Wow. Me nice. too. Any, any thoughts on it, like good or bad, without spoilers? The, the first one's or- my least favourite. <laughs> oh, okay. That's interesting. And I've watched it twice, but yeah, no. Now, you, yeah, now you're sure that it's your least one. favorite because you've watched it twice. <laughs> <laughs> and Elizabeth, I know you sent me a very excited message last night when you finished, just trying to get out spoilers about everything you wanted to talk about that you wouldn't be allowed to talk about today. So I'm guessing yeah. you enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. A very loud squee went out at the very end. So yes. Yes, <laughs> but uh, I, but yes, I enjoyed it, and uh, I saw the first one twice also. Yeah, me too. I watched. Oh, it. that was the question, right? Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry. I, I enjoyed I, the show too. Okay. I I had a blast watching this. I watched it on Friday from nine a.m., so an hour after it dropped. Um, we watched it. Uh, I watched it live with um, uh, with Rebecca, one of our our guests, and. Uh, we were commenting on Skype back and forth and it was an absolute blast. There was, as you can imagine, if you've listened to our Iron Fist podcast, there was many puppy comments about Danny Rands. There was much talk about feet, uh, if I think right. There was a lot of puns, a lot of puns. Oh, my word. It was like an episode of The Muppets. It was great. Uh, Rebecca <laughs> made a lot of dad jokes, which were also great. Um, but, yeah, I had an absolute blast watching this. I really enjoyed it. Um, but we'll obviously have a bit uh, more thoughts later. I wanted to go through a little bit of news with you, um, with you guys quickly. 
Uh, only a little bit, though. So, I mean, the, the vendors, I, I don't know what it's rated at the moment, but it's officially certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's at 79%, um, which is cool. It's it's uh, It shows that reviews were mixed. There was a lot of people who didn't enjoy it um, as much, I think, maybe because they, the hype was so much about this show. But, yeah, it's certified fresh, which is good news for a second season. Um did you guys see the sort of clips from the Inhumans that were released recently? Yes. I don't know if you guys have any interest in that. Tammy, are you uh, going to watch that? I, I probably will. Um, I have it on my list to watch this season. We'll see if I... I mean, usually if I start watching something, I'll at least watch the entirety of the season. And it's a short season. I think Inhumans is supposed to be really short. So I will probably mm. watch it. Uh, I don't think I will go guys I think the ep- first episode is going to be released in theaters I don't think I'll do that yeah <laughs> I yeah don't, I don't IMAX. seem to be that excited about it <laughs> was it only in theaters or is it in parallel in theaters it, and on TV? it'll be on it's TV theaters, too, but theaters first yeah. I think right uh, yeah okay. I think it's a few weeks later it's on TV because I probably won't do IMAX either only because the IMAX like they say for the sound and stuff but like being a little bit deaf it doesn't really make a difference to me um and also tying in with the news that was revealed apparently it's been revealed that when they were making the show um the kind of uh, instructions that they were given was to make it fast and cheaply which makes me oh, quite worried that's not good yeah particularly because wow. it's IMAX so I think I feel like well I, I, I don't know. Particularly if you're filming it with the IMAX cameras, you want to do it fast and cheaply. I think Inhumans needs to be something on a really big scale, like Guardians of the Galaxy, you know? Yeah. Or Medusa's so, hair alone. Yeah, Medusa's hair, yeah, exactly. I mean, some of the powers, I, unless they're tying it in with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where the Inhumans don't really look that inhuman. <laughs> but um, I wasn't but a big fan of like, the... the they're, not, yeah, they're not tying it into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is really stupid. Well, is it yeah, supposed to be in that universe or not? I couldn't tell. I think so because everything's meant to be linked, and it's yeah. it's a Disney it's a Disney show, um, oh, okay. you know, a Marvel show, I should say. So I'm guessing so. The Inhuman stuff was probably my least favorite stuff on Agents of Shield. So I I I'm not. We'll see. It's the same showrunner as Iron Fist. It's Scott Buck. I I want it to be good. I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, uh, uh, Ramsey Bolton from Game of Thrones as uh, Maximus. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, uh, so we shall we shall see. Um, in other news, I don't know if you've seen this, Tammy, but at the end of the final episode of The Defenders is the first trailer for The Punisher. I did which I did on Facebook that. Group. I did yeah? watch that, but I thought there was like also supposedly a trailer for Daredevil three. No, <gasps> no, not that I, I see saw. That. Because okay. they haven't even started filming is. it yet. Okay. They, they did reveal Maybe a someone accidentally trailer. put that and they met the Punisher because they just assumed Punisher and Dared, you know, the Punisher was in Daredevil. Maybe. They, the only thing they've done for Daredevil Season 3, I think, so far was the little announcement one, which was uh, like the new subway yeah, thing, yeah. which was about yeah. 10 seconds long. Yeah. Um, yeah, I watched the yeah. Punisher one. Punisher trailer looked good. He's um, very artistic with that sledgehammer. He is, and the guy who is his stunt double, um, I would think Justin, that too. the guy who's his stunt double based, posted on Facebook saying, you know, it was quite a good workout doing that, just <laughs> hitting the floor with a sledgehammer for a day, <laughs> which made me laugh. Um, also, I have to, one last bit of news is we have a new theme for Defenders, so thank you, Chris, as always. He does all our themes. Woo, thank you, Chris. 
Um, yeah, so you guys will hear it when this episode drops. Yay! Also, at the recent Comic-Con in London, uh, there was a lot of people from the shows there. And I did apply for a press pass. This is a bit of news. And I did get confirmation of getting a press pass. And then at the last minute, the press conference was cancelled. So it's kind of good that I wouldn't have been able to make it anyway, because... Yeah, I wouldn't have probably got to, to interview any of them. Um, right, so we ready oh, to go for this cool. episode? Yeah, yeah, I, I would have liked to have interviewed them, but never mind. Um, are we ready, guys? Yep. Sure. Yep. Cool. So this episode is so it's the first episode of The Defenders, the H word. Uh, and this was written by Doug Petrie and Marco Ramirez, the nice. showrunners. Yeah, which is really cool. And it was directed by, I cannot remember, it's flown out of my head. Let me check my notes. S.J. Clarkson, returning director. Cool, cool. So I think all the directors for Defenders are returning directors, which That's is cool. Smart. It's like the best of the best. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Uh, description is Matt, Murdoch, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage and Danny Rand investigate criminals unaware their paths are about to cross. But not in this episode. Yeah, I'm like, oh, thank God. That means hopefully <laughs> in the next episode their paths finally cross because... Maybe. Uh, spoiler yeah. alert. I, I enjoyed this episode, but I need their paths to already cross, especially with the later <laughs> episodes. I'm like, mm, I can't have like three to five episodes of them not meeting because It's I'll lose the last it. scene of the last episode, Tammy. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll lose it right here, right now. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be like, God damn it. That's yeah. why Elizabeth squeed at the last yeah. episode. <laughs> <laughs> they finally met! Yay! They meet and they kind of exchange a look and then they just nod. And then that's the end of the season. <laughs> that's what it was. Yep. So we yeah. open the episode with everyone's favourite um, uh, defender. Uh, oh, that's mean. I'm sorry, Danny Rand. I know there was people <laughs> complaining. That he's he was... he's my favourite defender. So there you go. No, I just know people were You're complaining. Defending. Yeah, but I think it makes sense because he's the one that we saw most recently. Exactly. No, and it made sense to me too. Yeah, I think it absolutely makes sense, and I'm kind of glad um, they don't. They do it in a good order, I think, the way they they introduce them. So uh, we're in Phnom Penh in Cambodia, and there is a sword fight going on in the world's cleanest sewers. Oh, I think they're sewers. <laughs> we were in commenting Cambodia. on how clean these sewers are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, they weren't that clean when I was in Cambodia. Cambodia. <laughs> Um, and Danny and a mysterious woman, I wonder who it is, with an awesome French braid in her hair, are fighting. At first I thought it was Sorry, Pauline he was fighting, and I was like, oh, good, they're fighting, thank God. But no. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> we, we found this, yeah, we found this scene really hard to follow, because we were like, wait, he's fighting Colleen? Colleen just killed that guy? Hang on, now Colleen's appeared and is like, what's going on? And like, what's happening? <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't the only one who thought it was Colleen. <laughs> no, I thought it was Colleen, but I yeah. knew it wasn't Danny because his hair was the wrong color. Oh. But it was so fast. Yeah, yeah. Back and forth. It was hard to tell it wasn't her. Yeah. This guy has a name, which I will tell you in the Easter eggs. All and right. you will laugh at his name. <laughs> hmm. Is it one that we should recognize? Uh, no, he is a character from the comics, so you probably will recognize huh. him. But it just yeah. made me laugh. Um so the man is killed and Danny goes, no, <laughs> which I love. I always love it when we get that. We get another one later as well in his dream. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Colleen appears and the woman vanishes and then runs back up and slashes 
Danny's chest, and then Danny punches her out of the episode. Yeah, just punches her out. <laughs> of goes lying out the episode. <laughs> Punch her off screen. Yeah. yeah, and then the man tells Danny and Colleen to go home because the war is in New York, and then he dies. Yep. So you guys, like, how were you, Connor, seeing obviously opening Danny Rand, sending him back to New York? We're obviously not dwelling on staying around Kunlun or anything. Like, yeah. So I guess I'll point out I loved Danny Rand in his show, mm-hmm. and I loved him for the reasons I think people, oh, some people hated him because <laughs> I thought that was like a perfect representation. But the thing I didn't like was he was always wearing a black outfit, yeah. and he had a bit of an afro going on. Yeah. And they fix those two things in this. His haircut is so much better, and yeah. I really like how he's just not wearing just a really boring black shirt. He's wearing clothes that, I don't know, they just look distinct. He's got a sweet um, coat. Yeah, yeah he's just... He's got a green hoodie, too, which sort of ties in with his colors for his actual outfit. Yeah, yeah he, he's, he's wearing really, something I feel uh, like he'd wear. He, yeah. He's really learning how to spend that Rand money. <laughs> That's what it looks like to me. Well, when you're talking to the ninjas yeah. around the world, you really want to stop for a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> I got one of the best also... haircuts I've ever had in Thailand, so they've got good haircut oh. hairdressers out there. Oh. Sorry, Connor. Oh, no, it's fine. I was just saying there's also a scene in the comics, and he fights the hand for the first time, and it happens to be in a sewer. So oh, I don't nice. know if that was deliberate, oh, but I like cool. that. So That's cool. That sounds like an Easter egg to me. I don't actually have that one, though, so it's a bonus Easter egg. Mm. I guess people fight in sewers a lot, so I'm not sure. But they do in Angel. Angel was always fighting other <laughs> vampires in the sewers. Uh, <laughs> the sewers of Los Angeles. So then we get the credits. Um, they're so pretty. They're really. Pretty. Mm. Yeah, I was sort of mixed on it. I like the idea of using the different colors and the city streets and the shapes, but somehow the way that it was overlapping them, it it didn't really. I liked it at first, but it kind of went on too long. Hmm. I I really like them. I was a bit uh, on the theme music. It just didn't stand out to me as much as some of the others. Yeah, I don't remember it. I mean, I'm sure I'll hear it seven more times. <laughs> I'll remember you mean you haven't downloaded yeah. it on your iPod and listened to it a thousand times yet, Tammy? Not, like not I yet. have. No. <laughs> <laughs> I I really yeah I liked these credits. I thought they were so pretty with the colours, like they were so colourful and a mix of colours which we get a lot in this episode as well I do have to say, I did squeal a little bit when there's a bit where like, I think Luke and Danny are standing next to each other because I was like oh, here is yeah. the and like I, <laughs> yeah, I was very excited <laughs> that was yeah. awesome yeah so after the credits um, we meet our second defender Jessica Jones yes <laughs> in a bar as it should be in the morning yeah, unconscious yeah unconscious and um, i know i know that connor you're not a big fan of jessica jones i my reaction was just like oh i've missed you yeah it's been two years <laughs> <laughs> i've missed you jessica yeah i i also missed her um and already i like like between this and then when we get to um like when we ch- switch defenders i love how different the colors are in all of their scenes the the way each scene is directed like everything it feels like we're back in their own series mm-hmm. so it's just like such a, a sharp contrast but to be able to introduce everyone that way in case like someone hasn't watched one of the other shows you know i'm okay again with this episode where they're all split up and we're just seeing their individual mm-hmm. stories and i love that they each feel very very separate 
Mm-hmm. Which must have been yeah. like the hardest part of yeah. doing this show is you've got four shows that do have very different feel. Uh, you've got to make it feel like one show. Um, it seems like the villain, obviously, of the series is going to be The Hand, which ties in much more with Daredevil and Iron Fist. But you don't want the style of their shows to overshadow everything else. You still want it to have a feel of, of Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and the other Daredevil stuff, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it must have been like such a hard balance to do. And also to yeah. the characters, but not mm-hmm. rewrite their whole story. Yeah. So just a taste yeah. of each character so that you remember what they were, but not starting all over again and have to slog through everybody's yeah, um, and, origins. And, and I think one of the best ways that they did that was bring each of those characters in with another character from their own show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I, I, mm. yeah. Yeah, I really appreciated the first episode, um, the way it's done. Again, only only one episode, guys. I can only do this one episode. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna love episode eight. Yeah, <laughs> I'll squeeze. No, you're gonna love episode ten, Tammy. Yeah. So we see Trish again. Yeah. Um, Trish's car is getting towed, uh, but Jessica rescues it. And then we see that we find out that she's getting a lot of attention from publicists after uh, Kilgrave's death, but she's currently not working. And I was like, wow, she's not been working for a long time. <laughs> Can I point out something? Sure. Um, she breaks the glass in the bar. Oh, yeah, Did she you notice does. that? Yeah, yeah, she just full on breaks the glass and leaves. And I'm just like, it's rude. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Jones, you're rude. Yeah. <laughs> we've never been a polite, polite person anyway. Yeah. <laughs> And she's starting the day with a Irish coffee. Yes. <laughs> that was actually one of my quotes. Um, although I, one problem I had was, yeah, she did um, pluck the car off of the hook from the tow truck. But at the same time, wouldn't he have already recorded all the information? And that's not really, she's not going to get away from not having her ticket or a car towed just because yeah. Jessica broke the tow truck. Also, Trish can totally afford it. Come on. And yes, they just end true. up walking away anyway. <laughs> That's true. That's so strange. Oh, I love it. Um, so in the next moment, Luke, I, I love the fact that every time Luke has a scene in this episode, it's like he's introduced in a music video. I thought, oh, I'm so sure Tammy will enjoy it's that. so good. <laughs> yeah. So this first one, we get Mosdef playing, yellow light, lots of yellow, and Luke's being released from Seagate. And this little guy drops the keys and Luke just breaks his cuffs, which is amazing. I love yeah. that. Yeah. All the inmates are cheering him on as he's leaving. Yeah. Yeah. And I love he's it. He's so cool. He's just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have, a, 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 as a mild, mild spoiler, Tammy, I, some of my favorite Luke Cage stuff in this series is Luke getting coolness envy when oh, he meets God. the other defenders. <laughs> <laughs> It well, might not be like the coolest got, for long. Yeah, it's like it's got to be hard for him not to be the coolest. I mean, look at Mike Coulter. Like, he's yeah, just he's the a, coolest he's guy. Can I also say, Mike Coulter's stunt double um, is just as beautiful. Oh. It's like the two most beautiful men when they're standing next oh. to each other. Yeah. Um, if if so... you interview him, I'll be on that episode too, Claire. <laughs> cool. All right, I'll, I'll work on it. <laughs> So then I cheered. I might be the only person. Well, apart from... I cheered too! Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Because we get Foggy. With a haircut! 
with his new haircut. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, Foggy's had to clean himself up because he's working at fancy law firm now. I was very I happy that he got a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I, I joked to Rebecca that once you're working for Hogarth, you have to get the same haircut as her. So that's why he's got the same haircut as Hogarth. <laughs> he has a sleep back slightly more than she does. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really love how Luke has no clue who the hell he is. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's so, Yeah, it's so great. And we find out that Bobby Fish helped get Luke out of yeah. jail. Oh, Yay! Bobby! No, oh. I thought it was... It, it, backstory wise, at the end of Luke Cage, um, uh, Claire had said that she knew some lawyers, and yeah. I was thinking Matt. But if she couldn't get a hold of Matt, <laughs> then how did she know Foggy's information to contact him to get him to go? I think we I, joked at the time as well that um, she should call Foggy and not Matt. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it probably better too idea. much going on. And she, yeah. she kind of, you know, watched Foggy work in that hospital scene way back when, and like him calming down the gang members and stuff. And it seemed like she actually had a better appreciation for Foggy than she did. Oh, for you're Matt. right. Yeah, I true. forgot about that. Yeah. Well, there's also Luke Cage would have been a pretty high-profile case, so maybe it's just something Hogarth would have wanted to go after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. That's um, true. That's true. They well. had all that proof. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jay Money. Uh, <laughs> so then we finally get introduced to or reintroduced to our last defender, Matt Murdock. He's in his Yay! apartment. Yeah. Red lighting. Yay! Uh, and a coffee jug. And he's practicing speech. I cheered because I was like, he's got a Braille printer. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no reading newsprint through your glove fingertips for this level. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike the trial of the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> um, and he's practicing a speech for court. He hears a fight outside, he ignores it, and then hears the police arrive. So well, he he's ignore not it, being dead. Right, yeah. He's, he's debating, and then he hears the police arrive, and then he's like, okay, I don't have to get involved. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what, like, I, I cheered internally because I was like, yay! Because it's Daredevil. Yay! Yeah. 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 My, my, my Daredevil tattoo was, like, tingling with appreciation. <laughs> <laughs> um, that sounded really dirty. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. So, well, it, it does now, but I didn't notice before. <laughs> Look, it's on my arm, okay? It's nowhere else, okay? I'll just say that. So... <laughs> Next scene, we're in court uh, looking at this this case that Matt is dealing with to do with endoxaprine. Um, it's the case where this kid, Aaron, has been uh, injured or made ill or something. So he's now in a wheelchair and might not work again. It's all to do with the safety commission. And Matt's passionate in court. And I was like, oh, our Matt will be happy that there's courtroom stuff with, with Matt Murdock because I know he likes that. Uh, and they he manages to get them an eleven million dollar payout. Yay! Yeah, good on you, Matt. Yeah, um, it's pretty good. And then he and gives them ne- a pep talk. Yeah, <laughs> and I I threw three hearts in my nose. <laughs> I love that scene. Oh, it was so good. I was like, this, like going deep, guys, going deep into my childhood. This is why Daredevil is one of my heroes because he's like, no, own your shit and make it your own and. You know, and it's okay to be angry and all this. And I was like, "Yes, I love it. It's great." It was it was a great speech, and he's made similar speeches in the comics to like other oh, like yeah. a blind kid as well. And he's always running into blind kids. <laughs> like, yeah, but I, I also saw 
it's in the comics and in this, I saw it's like a lot of Sticks influence as well mm-hmm. on yeah. his upbringing because mm-hmm. it's very tough love, you know, like yeah. uh, as you were saying, you know, you just own it. Yeah, and you, say yeah. you have to take make yourself better back. for it. Yeah. yeah, even with his dad, yeah. though, yeah. his dad was never touchy feely either. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I like it. It's like him being like a, you know, a mentor to this kid. I just, yeah. It got, it was, got me in the feels, guys. Got me in the feels. It was definitely my favorite scene this episode. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I, yeah, was, yeah. yeah he's I, my I, favorite. Well, <laughs> he's one of my two favorites. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, don't let Danny Rand hear you say that, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> they they flip flop now and then, but <laughs> it then Matt and his parallels. Car- it, it, yes. was, it was not my favorite. My note was, Matt, you're such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So how did you really feel, Tammy? Yeah. <laughs> Tammy, hey, look, I got to type I... quick. There's only so many notes I can take at a time. I've got to be very efficient with, with what I have to say. <laughs> so what did you not appreciate about this conversation? That he was t- too much tough love? or Yeah, like... It didn't, and again, it's because we're only getting, like, a split second of their life together. (laughs) I just feel like, okay, that's fine, you you feel that way, but you could have made it a little gentler for this kid, who obviously has had to sit through this whole entire courtroom case. Hey, that's insensitive, Tammy, in a wheelchair. Come on. (laughs) That's insensitive. It doesn't matter. Like, he's still a human being. Jeez, Claire. <laughs> he's still a kid. It would have been nice. Right? It would have yeah. been nice if he gave him, like, his card or something to call him on if he ever yeah. needed help. But or he, he went, instead he just of, kind yeah. of daredevil. He just kind of tells him, well. like, look, kid, things are going to be fucked up. Just get over it. And that's the way I felt in his conversation when I was like, all right. <laughs> And I was just like, he, I felt like Matt was projecting <laughs> onto this kid. Matt is good at doing that, though. Yeah, yeah. So he, he does that a lot. I don't think he could have given the kid the card and be, been ingenuous about it, though, because, I mean, does he have the emotional capacity to actually be a mentor for a kid at any time that the kid calls him up? Yeah, I mean, he's done it before. Like, well, I mean, in the comics anyway, which I'll be saying a lot, I guess. But I guess... Yeah. I'm thinking just, this version. If he couldn't even maintain a relationship with adults his own age, I think having a teenager leaning on him I would be too much. Yeah. I still feel like this version would have given him that option, though. I mean, because it's pretty typical of Matt, this Matt, to take on more than he can chew anyway. So. Yeah. I can but see that's just him me. making the effort, but not being able to follow up on it. So maybe better not to even start it. Yeah. But, I mean, from the way the kid the kid's expression, I feel like he was understanding exactly what Matt was saying, was already experiencing that anyway, so... Yeah. He looked like he'd been hit with the truth stick. <laughs> the stick, truth stick. Yeah, wow. smacked over the head. <laughs> so, how did you guys react when uh, we saw Karen approach uh, in this little uh, kind of scene? Because, obviously, we didn't know how their relationship was going to be after the end of Daredevil Season 2. Not here, but a little bit later, I was sort of surprised at the relationship. I was happy to see her at first, but then when mm. we were actually talking later, we could, we could talk about that when we get there. Okay. I totally had forgotten that the end of season two was him revealing he 
it was Daredevil until <laughs> this scene, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I wonder what's happened. <laughs> I had forgotten, but then someone said something that reminded me before I saw it. So uh, I found my head. Uh, so next scene, we're back on uh, with Danny and Colleen. Uh, Colleen's sitting on the plane, um, and then we have this, like, weird dream scene <laughs> with uh, Danny yeah, washing yeah. his face. And his tattoo is crossed out by the sword as if to say, nope, you are not Iron Fist, which kind of made me laugh. It's like, eh, eh. (laughs) Um, But this dream is really dark because he's in, like, I guess Kun Lun and all the monks are dead and he can hear the screams and the battle. And then, like, Kun Lun Danny, like, flat out tells him that it's his fault because he abandoned them. And this is when we get the other, no! (laughs) So... Yeah, I mean, if if Danny didn't have enough guilt before, we've got even more guilt here. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there is nothing, like, and this is a thing that's been going on in the comics for the past few years as well. There is nothing worse you can do to that character than what they did to the end of that first season. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that, I think that is, like, the mental torture that they're putting him through is just really insane right now. Um, yeah. With having his city killed while he was gone, and it and it is his fault as well. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, this scene is actually identical pretty much to a scene that came out in a comic like a couple of months ago. So oh, nice. wondering if it's just like coincidence. It was on a plane. It was a bathroom mirror. It was a, it wasn't a private jet though. So that, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he was, yeah. He was, he was in coach. Like, so I was wondering why didn't he take a private jet? In the <laughs> yeah. That's weird. But whatever. You wanted to see how the 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 other people the other side lives. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I love the bit where they all stare at him though. When he's on the plane, <laughs> isn't he washing himself? Is yeah, it? he's washing himself. Yeah, it looks like he just got out of the shower or something. Yeah, I thought maybe he's got a shower on his plane. He probably does. Yeah. So he, Colleen wakes him up, and Danny obviously says he still hates turbulence, which he would. No, no, and no, I that's, thought that's I thought to I'm myself, saying, like he was asleep with no shirt on on the plane. Yeah. Uh, he wants to show off his his chest to his oh. girlfriend. I don't oh, know. His yeah, I, I mean, skinny shell and monk yeah, chest. Yeah, in, in the dream, yes. I don't care. It's like it was some weird dream. But like when he wakes up and he's still got no shirt on, I'm like, why has he got no shirt on? <laughs> I think it's so we can probably see his, you know. His, his crossed tattoo. out. Uh, <laughs> his crossed out tattoo. Yeah. His crossed out tattoo. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like a no smoking sign. But yeah, it really on. is. There's no iron fisting allowed here. Yeah. No iron fisting allowed. <laughs> so is Kremlin uh, actually... I I was a little bit confused at the end of, of the last episode of um, Iron Fist. So is Kremlin <laughs> actually gone and everybody's actually dead? Or was that a bunch of people got killed and then they shifted it and part of the city was still there up in the hill burnt, burnt looking or not? I I was a little confused. This the idea is well. that... Um, uh, the idea that I got is that Kunlun is like, if it's not gone, it's in really bad trouble. Mm-hmm. Is the idea I got? Um, I mean, I mean, like Danny's weird dream should say it all. Really, uh, of all those, like, it's what he certainly believes. Yeah. So I think I, that's all that matters. I think it's yeah, a bit ambiguous feels- because of the ending of season one, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I just took this as um, it could still go either way, that he's just feeling guilty that he got everybody killed, but maybe not everybody is really dead, and I had trouble being able to tell. Yeah, so it, it, I mean, it's hurt my brain too, but okay. uh, the way I <laughs> Thank you. I just chalk it down to Danny 
believes that because it's in the comics as well they flip-flopped between everyone's dead and some people aren't and it just does my head in so i just gotta focus on what he's thinking because it's okay. about him so he yeah, thinks everyone's this... dead so i'll go right. with that well good that was what i was doing but i figured since you guys probably had more insight into that character than i did then i figured i'd ask <laughs> yeah i assume like yeah, he thinks everyone is dead, but that leaves it open. So if they don't want to make everyone dead in the show, they just don't have to because it really yeah they can yeah, write exactly. other characters in yeah 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 which is a good plan yeah like Star um, whatever his name is oh sexy food truck ninja Davos yeah I love Davos I add Me too. <laughs> He's a beautiful, beautiful man. <laughs> I don't see it. I, I know you guys have such a big crush on him. I just do not find him attractive at all. I didn't understand it. I, He's well, really I will short. Say, is he? Oh, so no. am I. He just, he looks short compared to Danny, which I just feel like makes it weird for fight scenes. Finn but... Jones seems tiny as well, but then it's just because I, I think of him as a tiny little puppy. If you put him next to Luke Cage, he's definitely tiny. Yeah. But everyone yeah. is. Anyone, yeah. yeah. That's true, Charlie actually. Co- I mean, uh, Charlie Cox is looks short next to Colleen, so... <laughs> yeah. So in the next scene, we are introduced to our antagonist of the show, Sigourney Weaver, as <laughs> Alexandra. Tammy, tell me your thoughts on this coat. I... Uh, oh, my gosh. So, okay, so at first, because she obviously is, like, in some sort of medical facility, I thought that was one of those things they put over you when you're going to take an x-ray or something. Yeah. Like, that's what yeah, I thought it was. Yeah. But then we find out, no, that's just her jacket. <laughs> and it's got, like, this built-in scarf thing that just goes over her back. I don't understand how this coat works. <laughs> I thought it looked like Stormtrooper Hot Couture. Yeah. That's what it looked like to me. It was a very strange coat. It's very odd. Like, I don't hate it, but I don't understand it at all. (laughs) It looks like that neoprene fabric that they use on Project Runway all the time. Yes. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. I I liked that. And Scorny Weaver, I love. She's so awesome. And I was really... Oh, go on. Go on. Sorry, Elizabeth. Well, when she was first walking in, I thought that she was going in to, um, like, Electra was still being resuscitated or something, and that she was going in to visit her and see what's going on, or some sort of top-secret thing that's happening medically that she's in charge of, not that she was the patient. So I went, as soon mm. as the lady told her to take off her medal and, and um, put on the gown, I was like, whoa, okay, this is going a direction I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's a very... A very vulnerable introduction to our antagonist, yeah. which yeah. I love. I really wasn't expecting it. I was like, immediately, because like anyone who's been to hospital, it's so you're in such a vulnerable position because you don't know what's wrong, and yeah. they tell you to you know to take all your clothes off, including your jewelry. So they're stripping her down to her, you know, to like Did everything off of her. And yeah. then you're in those gowns, and you just feel exposed. And I, I was, I was like, that is ama- such a good introduction. It's, yeah. I love it. It's great. And none of the other villains have been introduced from a vulnerable point. In, I mean, Kingpin sort of, but like his vulnerable point was like you know smashing someone's head in a car door. So I'm not sure if that counts. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Like you know, was- Kilgrave and stuff definitely not introduced as vulnerable. So yeah. it was definitely different. I liked it. 
Well, yeah, Fisk I, was inviting um, Vanessa out on a date, so it was sort of vulnerable, but in a different, emotionally rather than physically. Yeah, yeah. that was the first date. It ended pretty well for them, considering that was their first yeah. date. <laughs> but he oh, was at the, the Zupa, the Zupa Inglace. <laughs> the Zupa. Yeah. Well, I was thinking when they when he was at her um, her studio or whatever, and he was looking at the yeah. the, uh, the painting, and he asked her yeah. out. Rabbit in a snowstorm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, great. I, I, yeah, I love this scene. I think it was great. So we go back to Jessica <laughs> in the elevator <laughs> and the doors slam on her, which is... Even more horrible than she was before. <laughs> She's so Has annoyed. Has that ever happened to anyone? Like, can that yes. happen? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's scary. That happened to me on the Metro, and I had to wriggle my oh. way away. Luckily, my, my briefcase got stuck, because unlike regular elevator doors, the Metro ones don't reopen. Oh, no. <laughs> Unless they notice that you're stuck in it, and then they reopen it manually. This is a DC Metro. I don't know about other Metros, but... They yeah, keep saying it'll fun. cut off your arm here, if that happens to you. Hi, hi, hi. How do you make uh, the, the doors out of like <laughs> like sheer metal? They're like blades. They're pretty <laughs> scary. <laughs> yeah, I had to wiggle loose. Luckily, my briefcase was like holding it open. <laughs> and I was like, okay, God. I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> uh, this is where we meet Michelle and Lexi. Uh, they are waiting to talk to Jessica. She sends them away, but they want uh, her to look into her missing husband. He's been missing for a week. Uh, and I'm with Jessica, like, I think it's an effect. <laughs> yeah. Point, it kind of feels like it. Um, yeah. And then it, I was so happy to see Alias Investigations back, like just the inside. And we've still got the hole in the wall, I think, from when Jessica fought um, uh, fought Nuke. Yeah. Yeah. Duke yeah. Nukem. Yeah, Duke Nukem <laughs> in the <laughs> episode. Um, and then she gets this weird, distorted, threatening message about him. <laughs> Which is the exact opposite thing to do if you want her to get off a case. Yeah, exactly. And then by telling her not to do it, reverse psychology, suddenly she wants to do it. Exactly. My friend thought it was really lazy writing, but I actually really liked that. Because I can't think of how else they would have gotten her to investigate it, really. Yeah. Like, if she's just challenged and she'll get annoyed and then she'll do it. And I just, yeah. You have to do reverse psychology with her. Yeah, she'll at, Pretty least, much, at yeah. least be curious enough to start investigating it. But otherwise, yeah. I mean, the way this we, lady explains yeah. it, it does sound like an affair. I mean, it's like... Yeah. We don't do want like, you to investigate it. What did you just say? <laughs> I do like the fact that she totally blows them off, but then has kind of a change of heart of at least trying to throw them a bone of, I really hope that you find him and that he's okay, yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah. So it shows she's, that she's not totally... She's cuddly inside. Yeah. <laughs> Very, very deep. She's like, they're, she's they're like, not impressed what did we describe Luke as? Like, Luke's a, 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 a boiled egg. He's hard on the outside, you know, but physically, he's hard on the outside, but squidgy in the middle. Whereas emotionally, she's hard on the outside, but squidgy in the middle. They're both Aww. boiled eggs. That's why they should be His together. Head's pretty shiny. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Luke is back in another music video. He arrives by a music so video great. back in Harlem. <laughs> And passes pops. It's so great. I love it. Like I just love it because it reminds me, if anyone's watching the latest season of Twin Peaks, there's a character in it called Ike the Spike. And whenever he appears on screen, it plays actually a song that was in Luke Cage, which is Good Man by Raphael Sadiq. And it's every time, like pretty much every time he appears on screen. And I just love it. I love that there's music playing every time Luke's on screen. It's great. Is he like Cyrus the Virus? 
Uh, he's even better. He's called Ike the Spike. Does anyone get that reference? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Yes. So <laughs> Claire is waiting for Luke and yeah, Tammy Claire. will be happy because they go for coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never <laughs> eating anything off of that coffee table. Oh. It's the worst coffee ever. I was like, guys, you have a bed. Use the bed, guys. Oh. And he's... I don't want to go too much into it, but, like, you know, he's... Is this like a Hancock thing or what? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> He's super strong. It is a little surprising that he didn't break her, but... Because yeah. he didn't break Jessica, because she's... Super strong. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. She can take it. <laughs> I I spent most of this series, I'm not going to lie, guys, really hoping Claire was going to die in this series, because I was thinking... Oh, me I too. Think the way I did it was, I was uh, like, right, it's like I the like Avengers Claire. of television, but... Like so, in that, in the Avengers, Coulson died. She's the Coulson, so she has to die. That's how I was doing it. Also, I, I, I just or lose don't an arm. like the character. Sorry, or lose an arm like Coulson did. Or lose an arm like Coulson did. Yeah. No, I want Misty to lose an arm. We know this <laughs> like so much. Um, I mean, I yeah. After Iron Fist, I wanted her to die so bad, but I will say I don't think she was that bad in this show. She's okay. I I have issues with her later on in this season, which we'll get to. Okay. Uh, also, I have another issue with her because she plagiarizes Nikki Giovanni poems apparently because she sent one to Luke and <laughs> yeah. said she wrote it. So therefore, she must die. Ah! Plagiarists must die. Claire Temple and Shia LaBeouf <laughs> must die. <laughs> There's oh two gosh. famous plagiarists. Um, so Claire hasn't told him about what's going on in Harlem, but Mariah's still doing her same stuff. Luke says he just wants to help people. And then we get my secret wife, Misty Knight, appears, who I, I I love. I love her so much, but I've never wanted a character to lose an arm more than this character, <laughs> even though I love her so much. Yeah, there's a point um, where you're kind of just waiting every scene she's in for, like, something just to chop her arm off or something. Yeah, when's that, when's you're just waiting, like, yeah. the piano Some will fall down signs, and chop yeah, her arm off. Yeah, the piano's going to fall and squish <laughs> her arm. I just want her arm to chance. have gone... Um, you know, like to get to atrophied from being shot in Luke Cage, and her arm just falls off one day. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> she had her chance in Luke Cage, and Claire fixed it, so all is well. Boo, that's the reason I don't like that. That was a deliberate tease. Yeah, we'll see. So uh, yeah, she wants uh, Luke to go for a walk with her. Uh, Did you? Then... Oh, Sorry. Um, well, no, actually, I'll, I can wait a second into this next scene. Okay. So yeah, Karen and Matt in this scene. Uh, I mean, we commented a little bit on it earlier. So I'm guessing they're not together. They're kind of figuring themselves out, as they said, and leaving their future open. I did like the moment, the awkward moment, when the waitress points out the cream and sugar to Matt, and he kind of says that, and and Karen's kind of looking at him. But it it makes me kind of a bit like, oh, as well, because Karen is seeing it as, like, visual impairment is completely, you're blind or you're not, you know. And obviously there could be, it's much more nuanced than that. So there could be things where he can see certain things, but he wouldn't, you know, be able to tell. And obviously the waitress doesn't know that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it was kind of difficult. I, but they needed to do it. I think it was, it was well done. The, the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice that? And this is kind of for the season, or I mean, for this episode altogether, but the, um, the camera angles are all a little bit strange. Like, oh, you know, really? Like, when you're going into the scene, you're sort yeah. of just seeing, like, a slice of them. And 
when you're seeing Luke on the bus, you're seeing him up at a funny angle. And it, there were like some cool shots, but it was almost overdone. It, it was over and over and over again, where I was just like, oh, can't we just like focus on a person's face? When you hit a certain point in this episode, it's like every single shot is trying to do something artsy or symbolic, exactly. but it yeah. ends up being kind of distracting and annoying. Like if it's distracting yeah. me, then it's not really doing the job. Yeah. Thank you shouldn't you. really I, notice I it that much. Okay. I didn't notice it that much. The, I noticed the lighting more. The only one that I really, really noticed it in was the one later on with Jessica in that apartment. And it's the scene where we're on her and then we move down the hallway, like the camera moves down the hallway yes. without her. And then she like walks into the scene and it's, it, it almost made me dizzy. Like the way it was filmed. It was like, oh, mm-hmm. it just gave me this, like, gross <laughs> feeling in my stomach. It was like, oh, I didn't like that. It was almost like it spun, and it just, and it was pointless. It was for no reason. Like, there was no reason to film it that way. Yeah. Well, I don't I remember that. Either. Really... Yeah. They were just yeah. trying really hard to be cool, and it sort of yeah. made it too obvious to itself. But otherwise, in this scene, um, I was disappointed that the fact that he opened himself up to her and told him that he was Daredevil pushed them apart rather than bringing them together. I was kind of hoping the end of season two, when he did say, look, this is me, I'm actually Daredevil, mm-hmm. it would mean that then she would be like, oh, okay, now I know what all this stuff was. I thought you were an alcoholic. I thought that you were maybe <laughs> having an affair. I didn't know what was going on. And instead, she decided that it's time to take a break and figure out who you are <laughs> separately. Yeah. But then it, she's not accepting yeah. him on who he is. Uh, it, I just found it I, frustrating. I was hoping it would bring them closer together as, as well. I kind of get why they needed to have them apart because I'm guessing they don't want them fully together for the Punisher because she's going to be a, a, a co-lead in the Punisher. And otherwise, if she was super fine with Matt, then... Yeah in a relationship, then why doesn't she just get Matt to help? You know what I mean? It's that kind of thing. Yeah. Without going into corners of what will happen in this show. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I, yeah, I kind of hoped it would bring them close together. Also, if we've got Electra in the picture in this, this series, as we see her in this episode, then that obviously causes complications again. And we don't want to repeat season two of Daredevil, where it was almost like a love triangle. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. That might feel a bit like repetition. Yeah. As soon as you see the, ending to Daredevil Season 2. As soon as I saw it, I knew they were going to do this exact thing. Oh, really? They were, do a big time, they were going to do a big time skip, and they were pretty much just going to spend time apart so they never really interact. So it, it's just kind of like a big, oh, this doesn't really... It just feels like a cop-out. Mm, you never yeah. see any fallout from it, and they just carry on like everything's normal. They've just been taking a break uh, yeah. after the time skip, and that annoyed me because I wanted like yeah. her radioactive dad to show up and all sorts of crazy <laughs> things. But well, you know. Well, I, I, I wish we'd seen the fallout a bit more as well. Yeah, I, I do yeah. agree. Because look at the fallout with Foggy. I prefer yeah. that they do a, a break in the time that we don't see them, rather than have them um, have their whole relationship re reinflated, and we don't get to see that. Because I mm-hmm. am more interested in seeing them get together than I am having it happen off screen it's just frustrating because i don't think it should be that way yeah um i also one of the things i laughed about because we made a lot of jokes about this in season two of daredevil um i can't remember if it was this scene or the early one in the courthouse 
house where Karen says that Ellison has basically just given her free reign. I was like, you've <laughs> yes. been a reporter for five minutes yeah. and you've got free reign and you can write whatever you want and you've got an office. I, I know. forgot she was a reporter as well until that happened. <laughs> and where did she learn to write so well? Like, does writing that does writing so well as a journalist, can that just come naturally? Or is the editor having a field day with her poor punctuation? <laughs> because she's just all of a sudden this really gifted writer without having devoted... Because she it never said she had writing as a hobby or anything. No. So... Well, she was a secretary, so she was used to rewriting everything that the executives that, were writing. Actually, that's that's very true, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So, I, it also made me sad when Matt referred to the Nelson and Murdoch days, because I was like, oh, I felt like they were about five minutes long, the Nelson, Nelson and Murdoch days. Uh, yeah. They'll be back. They're always back. Yeah. And then they'll split well, up again, and they'll be back. They were together yeah, before they had the office. They only had the office for about five minutes. <laughs> true. True. I want um, more college flashbacks. Oh, me too. I love the college flashbacks. That's my favorite of all of the series. Get Eldon Henson back in that wig. Come on. Get some more train playing in the background. <laughs> oh, I love the colors. <laughs> so Jessica's in her office researching uh, John. And Malcolm, aka Q-Tip, arrives. And he's looking really good. And we yeah. mentioned this on the Facebook page. I was like, ooh, Malcolm, been working out, have we? He's I'm sweet. liking I like the cleaned up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we can tell he's obviously still sober because he's drinking um, like a juice or something, isn't he? Or a he's soda he gets from the the fridge. So, yeah. uh, so obviously he's remained sober, which is is good. Good for him. Yeah. He also um, doesn't look like a crack addict either. Well, yeah, true. Sure. He doesn't look as anyway. bad yeah. as he did before. <laughs> um, and we find out that he took a spare key for her door, so he can just go in whenever he wants. I was like, he's like yeah, exactly. Well, it's not like she's going to let him in. Yeah, well, yeah he, exactly. He put in even has hair like Kramer. New... Yeah, he, he does. does. <laughs> but yeah, he installed a new lock to be able to take the spare key to yeah. then be able to come in. <laughs> He's a genius. Uh, That's yeah. insanity. Yeah, it's a little crazy. <laughs> so we also find out that um, John is a skyscraper designer. Um, and then Malcolm suggests about tracking the call, which actually does work. And Jessica gets to do her ditzy, you've got a ticket, whatever she did in the in Jessica Jones yeah. voice again. And then she manages to get the info and we find out it's in a bad neighborhood. It was on Your a paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I don't even know if there's any left. No, the London ones, we, the phone booths we have in London, I think are just kept because they're so iconic, you know, the red ones. But I don't think I've ever seen anyone use them. We have pay phones here. Apart from when I make out with Tammy or yeah. pretend to make out with well, Tammy obviously. and ones in Epcot. <laughs> Obviously. <Yeah. laughs> Obviously. So, it... Luke and... Oh, go on, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, because I, I only noticed this when re-watching and thinking, um, the Jessica scenes have comedy in them that the other scenes don't. So I'm thinking, mm-hmm. is, are her scenes being used to lighten up the show? Because by some weird margin, <laughs> she's the one who has... Uh, the least angst right now, I guess, or the least <laughs> Atwood angst, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're not so getting any, sort of like, using her to lighten up the, yeah. yeah, she's just lighting up the mood with, you know, getting crushed by elevated doors, breaking glasses, stealing cars, <laughs> and, you know. Being mean to Malcolm. There's, there's a lot of comic timing there, I found. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. I think it's cool. Yeah. I hadn't I like noticed, that. but it's a good idea. 
Uh, we should also mention as well, like, I mean, this should have been in news, so I'm sorry, guys, that um, obviously I was aware of this because young David Tennant, but he's been confirmed for Jessica Jones season two, which is interesting. Wow. So I don't know if it's just flashbacks or... Who knows? Oh, I hope, I hope he's back place. because I really just, I want to see him in Daredevil square off. I know it's... Oh. I know it's because he's a Daredevil villain and I'm a comics enthusiast, but I just, I want to see them go toe-to-toe because I... If he was in Daredevil, though, I want it to be exactly like his first appearance in Daredevil, which was issue four, where Daredevil <laughs> defeats him by throwing a blanket over him. <laughs> and that defeats Kill Chris Pass, which is exactly what happens and is one of my favourite things in Daredevil ever. Daredevil... Is he has a chemically treated, like, anti-pheromone blanket or something in his cane. Because he had everything yes. in his cane at that point. He had a tape recorder, he had, like, acid, he had whatever... And he just gets it out of his cane and throws it over Kilgrave, and then they just the police just cart him away because that defeated him. For those, yeah, for those twelve or so issues, just for any people who like little facts, they pretty much made him like a a, a scientist. Like he was mm-hmm. an inventor. He invented like a lot of weird radars and radios and stuff. Uh, they dropped that pretty quickly, but I guess because it was too much like Spider Man, really. Yeah, exactly. I think um, Kilgrave is still one of my favorite Daredevil villains because. Like, I mean, he's really goofy at the start, but certain writers like Mark Wade in his run made him terrifying. The fact that I think I said during during um, when we were covering Jessica Jones, there's a bit where he's like hit by a train. Um, but he can basically can command himself. Kilgrave can command himself to say it doesn't hurt and to like. So he's like a. I think Daredevil describes him in his senses like he's like a, a bag of meat just being held together by his skin, but he's still able to move. Because he can, yeah. that's how powerful he is. Like, oh, he's just so creepy. Anyway. Well, and he, he oh, um, <laughs> basically mesmerized all those women into falling in love with him so that he could have children, so that he had, like, this set of kids running around and yeah, his little army of yeah, children. Yeah, goddamn. Yeah, yeah, really creepy. Yeah, gross. He's super creepy. He always gives Daredevil a bad day. Like, after he issue really four does. of Purple Man's around, he's like, I'm not going to let you throw a blanket over my head this time. I'm going to mess <laughs> your life up. <laughs> Uh, so Luke and Misty are going for a walk and Luke wants to, is saying he wants to take Mariah and Shades down. Uh, Misty is now on a city-wide task force. And I was like, oh, does that happen to coincidentally include Hell's Kitchen by any chance? Well, city-wide, Yep. Like, I'm surprised she gets time off to see Luke during the day, you know? Like, is it a weekend? Because she should be really busy if that's her new job. Yeah. Well, I guess she's doing this case. So, well, yeah, I don't know why. So we find out the 25-year-old Sean was found dead in a parked car. Misty thinks it's youth. the youth are being used as couriers because there's been seven kids that have died in the last few months. And we then find out, which is really sad, I was like, oh, Jesus, that uh, Sean, Sean was Candace's brother. I was like, oh. Yeah, it's pretty Poor bad. Kid. And, uh, she, and the mom only has one kid left. <laughs> yes. I think it's because of the last Candace. episode of, um, of Calavici Fashion Cast, the podcast that Tammy and I do, we just before this covered an episode in which a mother lost two of her kids and only had one kid left. <laughs> and we were saying about what a horrible thing that was. And then it happens in this episode as well. And I was like, oh, no, I can't deal with this. <laughs> really what do they keep saying? They keep saying parked car, but it's like, is it parked car that was on fire? Because that feels like an important detail to mention. Because it looks like it's all burnt up. Yeah, I don't. Just kept saying he was dead in his parked car, and I'm like, well, it looks like he was dead in his parked car, which is on fire and in (laughs) flames, which is like a bit of an important detail, I guess. But 
I can't remember how he was killed. I assumed he was shot because Cole says, I'm in trouble unless I'm bulletproof or whatever he says, you know? Yeah. So maybe the car was burnt up afterwards. But yeah. Yeah, to hide the evidence. Yeah. Probably a statement even. You know, this is what happens if you go back on us. Misty, like, wants Cole to basically be Pops, Pops 2 and, like, mentor Cole, look after him. I was like, oh, Yeah. But they don't see those guys. Sorry? They don't really know who's behind it. I mean, they're assuming Mariah and and stuff, but they don't really know. So leaving it as a sign of don't go against us is kind of pointless if you don't know who the don't go against us is for. Well, I think all all the people, like, they all know sort of who's – all the people who actually work for them, I think, would recognize that because they would know that he worked for them. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I suppose. It just seems it was a little bit blurry on who exactly it was. You can't question these people. They have <laughs> you like things. <laughs> Did you like happen. the guys across the road who are like fanboying over Luke Cage? That was hilarious. <laughs> hey, look at him. Luke Cage. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Matt is in confession. It's three days since his confession. I was like, Matt. Matt. I know. Yeah. Buddy. He's a good Catholic. He is a great oh. Catholic. He's, he beats himself up all the time. Three days oh, since confession, that's more than yes. most. That's so, so, Even so when like I went to Catholic he, school, I, it was still once a year <laughs> if I, I got dragged <laughs> into it. Yeah, like, I just think, like, since he stopped being Daredevil, like, maybe he's picked up the mantle of being super Catholic, and that's, like, his main <laughs> superpower. Yeah. How does he get I more Catholic than... This He's whole a bad sequence. Catholic as it goes. He dresses as the devil. I mean, <laughs> I don't think that's, whole, that's yeah. um, you know looked upon well. Well, that, that's I, why I he have... had to stop dressing like the daredevil to be super Catholic. <laughs> and I, I was and kind it, of expecting. Sorry, keep uh, going. I was going to say, and I kind of picture it as like He Man, like <laughs> with the power of Grayskull, but he like lifts something up, <laughs> and he's like with the power of the Pope. I don't know. Like, <laughs> there's something. <laughs> Oh my god, he holds up like a crucifix or something. Yeah. yeah. Crucifix Carol. or a chalice. Yeah. Crucifix or exactly. the right shape. <laughs> <laughs> I, I once was... again, I've got a lot of issues uh, with Catholicism, but I love Father Lantern. I love him. I love him too. I was I expecting him. him to talk him, talk Matt into going back to doing his what he was doing. Yeah. He didn't quite go that way. He was talking about more fighting yeah. people. And moving on and that kind of yeah. stuff, but I was totally expecting him to say, "Well, if it, if you were doing a good job and it was doing the thing that you needed to do, then maybe you should go back to doing that." But he'd never. I guess in confession, said. you can't really tell people what to do unless it's like you know, say Hail Mary ten times. Yeah, no. you can like, encourage no, them Matt, to do the right thing. Can you go beat up criminals, please? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I think that this whole be yeah, this whole thing reminded me of like it's pretty much. If this was in the comics, it would be Daredevil walking around or jumping over rooftops, having an inner monologue, but with yes. this exact conversation with himself. Absolutely. But obviously, and it's a cool way to do it. He just sent him to confession so he can still have an inner monologue. Yeah. And, you know, it's just not his voice narrating. Well, because he's not really going to talk to anyone else about about Electra, you know, and yeah. her di- yeah. you know, like, and all this, because who else is there to talk to? I mean, he could talk to Foggy, but him and Foggy seem to be a bit estranged at the moment so you know yeah th- that's what the whole thing is is like is his heart with being dead or is it being with electra well he used to always talk to black widow about these problems but 
<laughs> I know. I wish that they, like Daredevil and Black Widow, were like living in their little apartment in in San Francisco, just being awesome and having all the sex. Yeah. That's not my favorite yeah. part of the series. I'd say I have those on. But then, um, but they would just be like, like, and then they would have their their ginger baby who becomes Mapone, the worst named <laughs> child ever. <laughs> I love that ending though. Of Sorry. What? <laughs> Wait, are you talking of about End of days. days? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a. I really liked that ending. It was nice. Yeah, yeah. It was a okay. dumb name. Yeah, Mapone. Um, so Alexandra, second scene is feeding pigeons. And this scene was was you know it was released before the show came out, and she's joined by Gal. I had to resist f- singing "Feed the Birds" tuppence a bag during the scene. And they're talking about whatever it is they're up to involves a contact at the mayor's office and they have three months until they're going to start. But Alexandra says they need to speed up the process. And then she's like, by the way, finish feeding the birds. I Top love that. Bag. I love oh, it. So good. It's like so crazy because like, you know, we get introduced to her and it's obviously I knew I already went in knowing Scorny Weaver's kind of like the big bad for the season, but you mm-hmm. go in meeting this character so vulnerable, but then you see her up against Gal, and Gal, not that she looks scared, but she's doing whatever Sigourney Weaver is telling her. Yeah. And, no and Gal is not someone asked. who takes shit from people. No, you know? not at all. And in this Love case, it. like, there's no backtalk. There's there's just nothing from Gal except, uh, okay, I guess we're going to do that now. And then yeah. the fact that she has her just stay and feed birds. Yeah, I mm. love it. So dismissive. This, yeah. This is the... Sorry, you guys go. That no, was... That, that was oh. A... <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I was saying, when we were talking about the cameras and stuff before, this is the scene that annoyed me the most with it, is okay. when they had, uh, like, the focus of the shot was on the park, and they were, like, in the bottom corner. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like, what, 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 are you, what are they trying to convey with that? That they're small in this big park or something. It just didn't make any sense to me. Um, what did you guys... It just really distracted me from the scene. Maybe it was kind of tied in with what she was saying about, you know, about New York existing, or the park existing, the fact that, um, you know, it used to be a forest and New Yorkers would have no idea, you know, wouldn't be able to think about the fact that it's a forest. So it's to show the park in the background and the green and then in the very background like the other buildings to show that yeah. like central park is this kind of weird i mean central park is is a weird place i love it yeah. but it is this just like oasis in the middle of metropolis you know so i'd yeah. like yeah. for that yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah um i guess i just feel like that with the angle it was done sort of makes them seem smaller and insignificant compared to the park but that's probably me just looking into it too much well, the confessional scene previously was one of the ones where it was really annoying me about how they were filming it because it kept cutting. You saw half of Father Lantham's face and half of, of then it would switch to half of uh, yeah. Matt's face and stuff. And it just made it very claustrophobic. And yeah, okay, those boxes are not super huge, but it just, again, it was kind of like, here, we're making a point. Let me rub your nose in it. <laughs> Why didn't they film it like the first confession scene? Because there was a callback to that. You know, it's Which been three days. Which was really focusing on confession. that. Yeah. yeah, they should have just made it like that, because it was the same thing, really. It was like yeah. a full circle sort of thing. Yeah, that would have been cool. Except Maybe, maybe just because being... it's a different director and they wanted to do their own thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. could be. I guess 
I guess we can tell he's doing that from all these crazy angles he's doing. So, uh, yeah, they like they want to play with all the angles they can do. Yeah. So I think one, of, one or two probably would have been fine. It was just building on piling them on top of each other. Disgusting. I didn't yeah. notice them that much. Weirdly, like. And you're I the know. I noticed the colors out. more. Like the colors were everywhere. Like I noticed the lighting. Whenever they were, there was a scene with a particular defender, I noticed. You know, like Lauren Weeks, um, the production designer, has said that when there's a defender on screen, he tries to have like include something of their color on the screen. You know, like the red coffee cup and everything. I really picked up on a, on that stuff more than the camera angles. Yeah. Um, yeah. The watches. The lighting washes is what I was mostly noticing. Oh, yeah. The light, yeah. I mean, the lighting was, you know, definite was there. Apart from maybe Iron Fist so much, we didn't get much green. Um, but, yeah. No, I, I, I loved all that stuff. Um, so Luke has arrived at Cole's house, and we get more fanboys, which is great. <laughs> They're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <the> page. <laughs> I love it. So good. Um, you want? Oh, it's you. Okay. Here, oh, oh, Luke Cage. Hey, you hung out with Method Man. <laughs> awesome. Um, and we we get the feeling that Cole is hiding something. He's got loads of new trainers lying around, which is not a good sign. That's like a sign of, hey, I won the lottery or I'm into crime. Um, and Luke offers help, but uh, Cole says it's too late. So what do you think is going on with, with Cole, Tammy? Um, Son. Yeah, I hated that Luke called him son like Luke was 70 years old. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was uncomfortable because yeah. I'm like... Please, you're pretending to be pops. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, Luke, you're like maybe at the most five years older than this guy. Like, most. Because it's not like this look like a kid either. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I thought he was like 16 or 18, somewhere in there. Oh, he looked older than that to me, but that's fine. <laughs> maybe the actor was older than that. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, it's just like, well, whatever his brother was into, I think he's into, so. Okay. We'll have to see. But do you think, so, assuming all of these things are obviously going to line up together, like, whatever Cole's doing is going to tie in with what, um, what Jessica's doing in this episode and somehow tied with the hand, we're guessing? I would think. Because I kind of got the feeling, like, even when we learn about, like, all these 20-somethings, you know, dying or whatever, I'm just assuming that they're delivery guys for the hand, that they're selling the the hand's heroin or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, At least they didn't find him for Yeah, and the hand doesn't care who knows about them or doesn't know about them. You know, they're not trying to send a message necessarily. They're just killing people because if they're not doing what they're told, then they're just going to kill them. It, it's not a need to send a message necessarily. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, agreed. Um, so this is the second time as well we get the rejection of the hero word, which is where the title comes from. Yeah. So Jessica is approaching John's apartment because she's tracked it down. She knows he's indoors. And then she hears some arguing going on. Uh, she breaks down the door and finds all the explosives. <laughs> like all but the explosives as well but not the guy she was looking for so somehow he no. snuck away yeah he managed to sneak away but he left the explosives then it's like whoa that is a lot of explosives so he's planning mm. on blowing something up uh, Alexandra is on Sorry. a rooftop garden being served tea I thought this was the same garden that Gao and Kingpin hung out with in, in, in uh, series one but apparently it's not 
Oh, I thought it was. It looks like it's right across. Oh, I, me too. I thought it was, but From yeah, it was, yeah, I thought it was, but someone said it isn't. But I don't. I don't know. I don't know this. I'd have to like you know watch uh, that scene in Daredevil again. I think. So in one of the Spider-Man movies, Spider-Man drops Mary Jane off in a rooftop garden, which is across the street from St. Patrick's Cathedral. And it looked like this was across from St. Patrick's also. So I just assumed it was the same place. All right. I've got a question. Uh, Elizabeth, have you been reading my Easter eggs? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just have magical yeah. powers. You do. <laughs> I immediately thought here that she was going to watch this building explode and Jessica was going to be inside. Ooh. Oh. And then was going to survive the explosion. I was kind of like, oh, when nothing happened. Um, except she finds out that the arrangements have been made, Gal tells her. No, it just feels like they were building up to an explosion and nothing happened. Or does yeah. it? Later. So Danny and Colleen are in their helicopter discussing New York. Colleen wants it to be home. And it, I don't really like this guy. I, I mean, I want Danny and Misty. I want them together. They are quite cute, though, Colleen and Danny. And Colleen is wearing his coat, and I thought that was cute. Meh. And they've got the green That's lights not. in the background. Yes. Was this an ad for New York? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, New York. Yeah. It's like, and in an Iron Fist scene of all scenes, like they're just talking about, <laughs> oh, New York, it's a great city. And New York, isn't, New York it's a wonderful town. <laughs> isn't New York supposed to be, like, one of the most expensive places to live? It's very expensive, um, yeah. but having, when I visited a few years ago and hung out there with Tammy, ha living in London, I didn't find it that expensive because I already live in London, so, you know, but it is very Fair expensive, enough. yeah. 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 It's very It's like any big, you know, city like that, though. It's expensive, expensive to live. But he's Danny. He doesn't have to worry about that. Uh, so... Then we see these guys all reacting to an earthquake. Yeah. Matt hears like the rumbling first. Well, he hears the dogs first. And then the birds, yeah. The birds and then the rumbling, which I thought was fun, because that's what usually happens with an earthquake, that the yeah. animals oh. react first. And, yeah, it, I mean, it looks like a, some kind of earthquake going on. The lights all go out in all these buildings. There's a big crack on the ground in front of Danny and Colleen. Um the Sean's mother we see uh, by the sort of little shrine to Sean and the the cars are kind of almost being swallowed up by the ground. Luke manages to catch the falling lamppost. The cars it's like, do Whoa. wave. It's amazing. They do in a Mexican <laughs> wave. They do. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah. And Matt's, it, it looks like kind of, I mean, Matt's department is, it looks like it's shaking the most. So it looks like it's sort of, you know, the Grand sense zero. of whatever's happening. Yeah. 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 Um, so presumably whatever's happening is going on in Hell's Kitchen. And What's that beer in the fridge? In Matt's fridge? I don't know. Yeah. It's all the same brand and it's like, he has like 10 beers in there. They've obviously sponsored the, the show just like Dell must have because you always see Dell on Jessica's laptop. <laughs> ah, Dell's terrible. <laughs> Dell's so uh, Jesus. Yeah, Did Stick call it uh, foreign piss in one of the other episodes? <laughs> yeah, German piss. Mm. I like how yeah. all the characters are spread out, though. So uh, the landing pad, I think, is on on by the East River downtown a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, Matt's in Hell's Kitchen, which is midtown on the west side, and uh, 
Luke is up in Harlem, which is further north, and Jessica presumably is a little bit south of them, downtown, but probably on the west side. So it's just, it's interesting how they're all spread out, but they're all dealing with the same earthquake. Yeah, they all feel it. Yeah, exactly. I love that shot of the crack at the landing pad as well. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was cool. I like the way they did it. Um, I had to be reminded by Rebecca in a later episode because I was like, why are all of Matt's paintings at an angle? Is that because he put them up wonky and just hasn't moved them? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know thing. why. And then she was like, no, it's from the earthquake. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had the same reaction when I was watching. I was like, why are all his paintings crooked? And and I was like, oh, did something happen? Like he had a fight or something and he didn't notice it to, to restrain him out. I'm like, oh, yeah, the earthquake in the first episode. <laughs> but yeah, Maybe he just couldn't too. see them. Yeah, it wouldn't to Put him up really badly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's got two of the same painting in his apartment as well, which is kind of weird. Uh, well, they're not enough. really up for his own benefit, so. Well, exactly, yeah. They're just the same thing, though. Um, so this is where we see the reveal of Electra in this hood, and Alexandra tells her, it's just a city you'll get used to watching them for. Sorry if that's anyone's quote. That was in the trailer, um, which is <laughs> very that obvious. Makes it okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's the rule. Uh, so we end the episode with Matt in his destroyed apartment and all the colours are flashing. It's like red, purple, yellow, green. And he hears the chaos of the city and we can tell he just wants to go and get his dead it will costume on and save the day. And it's flashing hot. all the colours of all the characters. Yes, all of them. It was great. It's like, these are your future friends. Flash, flash, flash. <laughs> Super friends. <laughs> Super friends. <laughs> Plus, he has this big lamp swinging over his head. I was afraid he was going to land on him. <laughs> <laughs> That's when Misty walks in and it lands on her and it chops her arm off. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I just happen to be in town. We've not met, but I just thought I'd wander in. Hi, I just thought I'd come and see if you're okay. And this other oh, no, my arm. <laughs> It'd be great if they just did like all of these near misses. Throughout oh, the show with it's her so arms. funny. <laughs> it wouldn't. <laughs> oh, I would be like, God damn it. <laughs> so, oh, my hand's stuck. Was... Oh, I got it out. Never mind. <laughs> we did also, <laughs> Rebecca and I did also make a lot of puns about Misty Knight. So when she would show up, I, I used the emoticon on Skype of the little sunglasses a lot. Uh, of um, which is my CSI Miami. Because <laughs> 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 there was a lot of me going, well, in that scene, Misty certainly came in handy wow, wow. <laughs> lots and lots of puns about aunts yes that's a kind of hands exactly <laughs> now if you oh. had robin back on this you'd be in trouble yeah yeah i'm sure he will come up with some as well and <laughs> episode he's here for episode four i believe he was excited about whichever one it was uh yeah it's episode four yeah i, I was like i can't remember what happens in that they're all a bit of a blur to me at the moment uh, so that was the episode, guys. Would you like some Easter eggs? Yes, please. You mean besides the one I already stole? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do that one. I'm going to cross it out. <laughs> uh, it's crossed out. <laughs> okay, so um, contrary to the Defenders team in this series, the original Defenders team in the comics included Doctor Strange, the Hulk, Namor, the Submariner, and the Silver Surfer. Two I'm of the most boring characters, in my opinion. Oh, Silver Surfer. Uh, I don't like Silver Surfer. Oh, 
you've obviously never surfed the cosmos, have you? He's, he's silver and he surfs. It's boring. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this I, isn't this isn't this team like they're just Marvel. They're the Marvel Knights team, but the they're Defenders basically is just the a better Knight. name. That was my yeah. second uh, my second uh, Easter egg. Well done, Connor. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm never so, going to be on here again, am I? <laughs> so I got this from Den of Geek. I get the Easter eggs from, as always. And they mentioned that this team is more similar to the Marvel Knights squad. And that, in the past, has also included people like uh, The Punisher, Black Widow, uh, Cloak and Dagger, who are getting their own show as well, and Shang-Chi, who I agree with Den of Geek. I really hope shows up in Iron Fist Season 2. And, and it's played Knight, by Lewis Tan, because that would be great. And Moon Knight. Oh, I need a Moon Knight show. Well, Shang-Chi uh, did just show up in a Iron Fist comic, the last I issue. Just, I want him in Iron Fist 2. Get Lewis so. Tan back. No one will recognise him, because he won't have his his scarred makeup from Iron Fist on his face. And he could do Probably more... Not his weird accent. Yeah, his very strange accent. Uh, when Luke arrives to meet Claire on his bus that he's on, there is a sign that says New Harlem Renaissance which is obviously what uh, uh, Mariah and Shades are up to. So that was quite cool. Uh, and lastly, our poor dying guy in the first scene. Are you ready to know who he is? Yes. Yeah. He is a member of the Chaste, Stick's Makes team. So, oh. so far we have met Stick and Stone. We met Stone in the first se- season. We, we, I remember we joked that there should be a member of the Chaste called Names, but he's a pacifist. Because it sticks and stones, she'll break our bones, but names will never hurt me because he's a pacifist. I would love that. Uh, this guy is a member of the Chase, and his name is Shaft. Shaft. Damn right. <laughs> so when so I found he, that out, I, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> he died in a shaft. Damn right. Uh, shaft. Great. They should have just played that as he died. Shaft. <laughs> uh, so that's your Easter eggs, guys. Now we are going to have a new little segment for Defenders, which is the Defender of the episode. So I wanted to mention this. I asked for feedback on our Facebook um, and Twitter and asked everyone to rate who they thought uh, which Defender won this episode. And I would like to know from you guys. I think we might have a clear winner because I will tell you the scores that the uh, listeners gave in a moment. But uh, I'll go first. I am going to say I I loved seeing Matt in court again. That was great. And I liked his little pep talk. But I was so excited seeing Jessica again that, yeah, I loved seeing Jessica. So I'm going to vote Jessica. Um, Tammy? I am also going to vote Jessica with Luke being a second runner-up. Elizabeth? Matt, because of his speech. <laughs> and winning $11 million. <laughs> yes. Finally showed that it's he actually true. could do something decent in court instead of causing trouble. Exactly. Oh, that's true. I forgot about the $11 million. Mm. Uh, Connor? By a billion miles and landslides, it is definitely <laughs> Matthew Murdoch. Uh, but I, I've got to say, because I feel like I should be repping Iron Fist here, but he just he only got like two scenes this episode, so he didn't really do anything. But I will give him props for having an awesome fight scene at the start. Yeah, and I will say. <laughs> yeah, and and I mean, I will say that definitely half of the episodes in this season I would give to Danny. So there's Ooh, that. Okay. But this one definitely goes to Murdoch because he had like every scene was really good. I thought so. Matthew Michael Murdoch. Yes. Okay, so it's yeah. split. 
for us anyway, for the podcast, between Matt and Jessica. Uh, this is how our listeners voted. So uh, in fourth, in joint third place, sorry, with one point each, uh, Danny and Matt. I was quite surprised. I thought Matt would get more. I'm going to do a down, Tammy. It's exciting. I, yeah. In second oh, place. Already my two, my top two are the top two. So whichever one. <laughs> already my top two are the bottom two. <laughs> in second place uh, with two points is Luke. Mm-hmm. And in first place with eight is Jessica. Oh my God. Jessica won by a landslide. Yeah. I think, but interestingly, it was kind of for the same reason that I said it was people were so excited just to kind of see her back. They just said it was really nice to see her back in the show, you know, because it's been a long time. It's been two years since her show. Yeah, that's crazy. Because that, that, that came right after Daredevil season one, so she yeah. definitely hasn't been on the screen for a while. Yeah, yeah, it feels, yeah, it just feels like a long, a long time. And we've had Luke in Luke Cage, obviously, since then, so... But right. The scenes this episode were just so cool. <laughs> yeah, he's so, so cool. cool. <laughs> well, awful. Connor and my votes for my, Matt should slide him up into second place, though, based on your numbers. Uh, oh, are we putting it together? Okay, yeah. So he'll be in second Actually, place. Actually, well, we should combine it. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Matt vote was me on the Facebook. <laughs> That's oh. fine. You can vote twice. You're <laughs> a guest. You okay, that. cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that leaves All Danny right, in last place. Sorry, Danny. Here's a, oh, here's a man. snack. Uh, he got one point. Who <sighs> got two? Matt got three. Jessica got ten. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we'll see who wins next week. Maybe it will be different, guys. Hmm. Mm. Right. Now it is time to do some quotes for this episode. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any. I know I stole Elizabeth's, I think. Or I stole someone. You didn't say it out loud. You just referred to it. Okay, uh, you can uh, you can go first then if you want. Is there whiskey in this? Oh yeah, that's mine. <laughs> Talking about the coffee. <laughs> um, Tammy, uh, come on, the night's just getting started. <laughs> that's just your your motto in life. Tammy. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you go to Hotto Potto, yeah. <laughs> Connor. Uh... Don't worry if you have none. Or is that, is that, is that Danny? I have one that I related to a lot, which is between Trish and Jessica, which is, you know what your problem is? Sentences that start like that. I was like, yes, yes, Jessica. <laughs> it's like, I'm not racist, but no, you're racist. <laughs> it's like, no, come on. Yeah, I hate it with that. I have another one as well, which is between Luke and Foggy, which is, People call me Foggy, and you let them? I had that one, too. Well, that was pretty good, actually. Uh, Jessica's, Jesus, shit, after she gets right over. <laughs> the doors close on her in the elevator. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't have one. any others. Oh, yeah, go on, go on. No one can give you your life back. You have to take it. Aww. I was going to say, Matt. yeah, from, from Matt and Iron Fist, there is no remotely cheerful quotes that you can take. No, episode. it's not true. They're both just sad sacks. Um, I've yeah. also got the the uh, prison guard that's <laughs> dealing with Luke. Uncuff the superstar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do have the one straight after that, which is I have to do a sound effect of like schnicked. My bad. <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> yeah, that was in the preview, but it was fun to see it. I loved it. And then he just crumples it up and gives it to him. That's great. Cool. Uh, let's rate this episode, guys. Um, Elizabeth, you are one of our guests. You can go first. Um, I, other than the overambitious um, <laughs> directing and lighting, or not lighting necessarily, but the, the angles for the scene. Um, otherwise, I really liked it. Um, I was really looking forward to seeing the characters actually interact with each other, but I could see how important it was to have um, a setup where they're putting all the pieces onto the board and have them then be able to start moving towards each other. So I did really like this episode. So I'm going to say um, eight out of ten uh, chess pieces. <laughs> cool. Uh, Connor? Um, this is a difficult one for me. Because uh, I, I, it's like I really loved some moments, but I'm just trying to think of the episode as a whole. And I'm not going to lie, like it did have trouble keeping me invested the whole time through mm-hmm. on both viewings. So by that alone, I'm going to have to give it six absent donkeys, <laughs> uh, which is still a good score. It's, better it's a good amount of absent donkeys um, as well. Yeah, I, I think it's just it's un- like it was unavoidable for the first episode for that to happen. I think, um, mm-hmm. if, especially if you're invested in some stuff more than others or you're waiting for some plot thread it's just unavoidable when you have like because it's not only is it four different characters it's four different genres and styles coming together as well so it's always going to feel jarring i think like i was reminded of the batman v superman theatrical cut they could not have a scene two times in a row with one character if you know what i mean he's jumped a lot so yeah tammy uh i I liked it. Um, again, I just, like I mentioned it five times at the beginning, um, I just hope this doesn't continue with all of the... I mean, I know it won't continue. I've seen the trailer. So I know that eventually they come together. But I just hope it's sooner rather than later. So um, Last episode. <laughs> shut yep. up. That's so sad. <laughs> <I'll see. laughs> I've never seen so many scenes from the final episode in a trailer before. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know, right? Really, the whole you thing guys is are a... all yeah. terrible. No. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so like, um, but I liked being reintroduced to everyone, and I, I feel like that's probably why we didn't have as many Danny uh, scenes either, because we just saw his series. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but and I like the way that they did all of not the shots because I agree there were some wacky things going on with those, but. Uh, I like that you still get the same feel individually. So I'm actually really excited to see how they bring them together to make us a solid show. Uh, So with that, I'm going to give the episode 8 out of 10 bird feeders. (laughs) (laughs) Eat the bird! (laughs) Cool. I, yeah, I I had a a really good time watching this episode. It was, I was just so happy to see these characters again. Um, Danny and Colleen to a lesser extent, but only because we'd literally just seen them, um, particularly with doing this podcast. Obviously, we do an episode a week, so we were still covering it 13 weeks after it it came out. Um, so it, it literally felt like yesterday. It was only like a you know month or so ago. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Um, not as much as some later episodes, like particularly the final scene of the final episode where they actually all meet for the first time. But that's <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Back that truck. <laughs> yeah, they just all. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's it's such a good moment. Oh, I love it. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it was just so exciting seeing some of these characters again, particularly like Trish and Malcolm. 
um, and Misty that we hadn't seen for a while. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, not my favorite episode, but a really a good starter, sets us up where we need to go. Uh, and I loved Sigourney Weaver. I thought she was fantastic. So I'm going to give it seven out of ten. Chris, uh, Chris <laughs> crossed out chess brands. <laughs> Chris and that gives it se- Chris crisscross applesauce chess brands. <laughs> That's a lot of no iron fist signs. Yeah, a lot of them. Uh, so that gives it a average of seven point two five out of ten. School, as I always say, a thoroughly decent school. (laughs) Room to grow, good stuff, exactly. Uh, so now it is time for feedback, our listeners' feedback. So we have uh, a uh, we'll play the the voicemail first, which is from Moira. Uh, actually, no, we have another email we can do first. Oh, don't worry, so I'll give you a bit more time. Um, so we have an email from uh, Ian, which is actually pre defenders' feedback. So he sent this, where he says in the email, so I'll read it. <laughs> that would help. Uh, he says, I'm listening to your bonus episode about the lead up to the show and thought I'd give you some of my thoughts. First of all, I want Jerry Hogarth to show up and Danny to call her J Money. Have Jessica think it's so silly, it's cool, and starts calling her J Money too. <laughs> I think we, we said about that as well. That would be awesome. Why can't Ward make an appearance if only to get brooding lessons from the master, Matt Murdock? (laughs) (laughs) I want to see what Danny's going to be like in Defenders, as I hope a lot of what failed for him in his own series was more down to writing and general production of the show. Uh, I think that's all of it. Yeah, thanks, Ian. Thank Thank you, you, Ian. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, Are you ready for the voicemail? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's see if I can do that. For episode one, the H word, I have not gone on and watched any more than that because it's Friday night mm. and that's all I have time for. Uh, so I can't possibly spoil you. All right, um, right off the top, I think things I love the most about this, Sigourney Weaver. Um, she treats Madame Gao like a paltry servant, and that is astonishing <laughs> to me because Madame Gao is formidable. Oh no, sorry. Right. Hey, Defenders Pod. Uh, Alright, um, right off the top, okay. I think things I love the most sorry. about this. Sigourney I'm sorry. Um, she treats Madame Gao like a paltry servant, and that is astonishing to me, because Madame Gao is formidable. So I don't, I can't even imagine what sort of um, power and sway and you know, the level of badness that, that Sigourney Weaver's character must be. Um, but I'm eager to find out. That was really kind of awesome. And at the beginning of the episode, when uh, Danny and Colleen are fighting an unknown woman in those tunnels, I immediately got the sense that that was Electra, and I don't know why I thought that, and maybe I'm completely wrong. Uh, but that, that was my sense. So mm. then at the very end, when we see Electra, she looks... Maybe, like, she's in the same um, hooded outfit, but, you know, did she just fly back to New York, too? I, I really, I have no idea. Anyway, uh, your thoughts on that would be appreciated. Maybe I'm just making things up. Anything to do with Jessica Jones is fun. Uh, seeing her with Trish was fun. Um, you know, she's still our lovable curmudgeon with her whiskey glass. 
so yeah, I guess just seeing all the old characters was was a walk down memory lane. Um, you know, Karen, Foggy. Although I have to admit, when it came to the Daredevil stuff, I was a bit fuzzy on the details of where we last left those characters. I mean, I remembered that, you know, that that they'd broken up, Foggy and and uh, Matt had broken up the firm, and I knew Karen was on the edge with them, but I just couldn't remember all the details. So feel free to refresh my memory uh, about that. Mm-hmm. Foggy in particular, I, when he was talking about Luke Cage and having helped him out. Honestly, God, you guys, I was drawing a complete blank on that. I really. I don't, I don't really remember what he did. Um, Claire with Luke, eh, you know, I've, um, I'd still almost rather see Misty with him. <laughs> I don't know. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, good to see Misty, quite like her. I know you love her because you know more about her and what she will become, but um, I just like the actress and I like um, how she carries herself. I find her just really fun to watch on screen. Uh, Danny's still whiny. He, uh, you know, he, um, you guys, I had just listened to your episode last week where you were talking about your hopes for the, the show, and I think it was uh, maybe Tammy who was hoping that uh, the caliber of that actor's acting would somehow be raised by being around the other people. So, frankly, he can't get to the other three defenders fast enough to make me happy. <laughs> so, overall, you know, you know, a lot of setup, which in some ways I found a little underwhelming because I suppose I just wanted to see them together so badly, but, uh, but it's fine. I accept that. You, you know, you got to paint a picture. We have to know what everybody's been up to, and we have to see how it all blends together. Um, so, yeah, I'm intrigued. I want to watch the next one, but I, I can't because I have to be up at 5 in the morning tomorrow, so darn, I have to wait. Anyhow, uh, all right. Looking forward to uh, following this along with you guys. All right, until next time. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, Moira. Yeah, yeah um, once at oh, the go on, go on, I was just going to say, once at the beginning of the episode, once I knew it wasn't Colleen, then I just assumed it was Electra, And maybe mm-hmm. she got yeah. back to New York through that big hole in the floor that um, we saw in Daredevil <laughs> Season 2. She just, like, <laughs> she went from... She fell through the earth? She just <laughs> fell through the earth. I mean, right? That's that's what happens, right? It's exactly. like the oh. remake of Total Recall, where they have an elevator <laughs> goes through the entire earth. Who's to say... Who's to say Dane didn't just punch it in New York? Like, she just went through the whole She just could have gone all the way to New York. (laughs) Don't slow down in the magma layer. Absolutely. He punched her and she flew around the globe to New York. Yeah, and and that's where the the earthquake was from (laughs) because she landed really hard. (laughs) (laughs) And then she immediately just went and showed up to uh, where Sigourney Reaper was and was like, oh. (laughs) We've solved it. You wouldn't believe what just happened to me. I was literally just in Cambodia. <laughs> Punched around the earth. Oh, I need to draw this now. That'd be amazing. <laughs> you had to rotate a couple times around, though, because the plane wouldn't have gone as fast as the punch. No, she went around a few. I mean, you had to, like, you know, her momentum had to wind down before she actually landed in New York. She went straight exactly. past the first time and was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> um and obviously, Moira also asked about the end of, of season two of Daredevil. I mean, because she was mm. saying about, you know, confused about where everything was left. And I was thinking, you know, it was a it was a while back, uh, Daredevil season two. Um, but I don't I don't remember Foggy mentioning about Luke helped him with something. I think he was just sent to help Luke because of uh, now working for Hogarth. Yeah, it was all off screen. But yeah. at the end of yeah. Luke Cage, um, Claire said that she knew a good lawyer. So yeah. that's probably all happened off scene. Yeah. 
off screen. Yeah, so you didn't miss anything, Moira. Don't worry. I also yeah. was thinking all just about implied. It, like um, when Claire was talking to Luke about the letters she was writing to him, and you know he's like, "Oh, you weren't telling me something about what's happening in Harlem." But I was like, "There's so much Claire didn't tell you. Like she didn't tell you she went to China." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like was fighting the hand and has Wolverine claws now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, did she tell him she's got Wolverine claws? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She didn't say, oh, by the way, I met another superhero. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I just help superheroes now. I didn't tell you that's my new job. <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll find out what she's doing for a living later on. Yeah. Mm. I didn't think to look. For the claws on the wall in the uh, apartment when they were... Yeah, I didn't either. It didn't I occur to me either time I watched it. I'll that have to probably just wasn't supposed to be the focus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> so we have an email from Will. Uh, does anyone want to read that? I've just posted it in the chat. I can do it. No, I can read it if you want. <laughs> I, I can. I, I don't mind whoever wants to. Oh, thanks, Connor. Oh, okay then. <laughs> it's not that long. Oh, sorry. You yeah. volunteered. I'm no, like, no, no, no yes, worries. Right. Uh, hey, y'all. I stayed up till midnight. I've already messed it up. Hey, y'all. I stayed <laughs> up until midnight to watch the first episode, like I do with all Netflix shows, and I'm super excited about I loved, 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 loved it. Maybe a lot of that had to do with how much I've been anticipating it. Danny wasn't bad at all in this episode. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the. I love the music during Luke's scenes. He and Claire finally got that coffee. Um, <laughs> not sure how I feel about that. Misty, I just love her voice, and I got to hear it on my new sound system. Ooh. I knew I missed I I miss Jessica, but I didn't realize how much until I saw her. I didn't see what she saw in that guy's place, but I'll watch it again. Uh. Now that I'm rewatching Spartacus, I can't see Malcolm without seeing the guy who took care of the birds on that show. Oh, I don't Good to see him. Matt. Good to see Matt and Karen aren't mad at each other. Matt is the only one not in some kind of task currently. Sig Weaver is Madam G's boss. Nice to see MG show deference to someone. <laughs> and oh yeah, what was the deal with the earthquake? Later, guys. Will. Thanks, Will. I love actually- Madam Gao being called MG. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that reminded me of something. If Matt is doing... Um, they kind of implied that he was doing uh, work for free. So yeah. what is he living off of? <laughs> oh, I reckon he's still living off that money that Electra paid him for, you know, remember she gave him all that money? Yeah, assuming he kept it. I two. thought that there was some question as to whether or not they were going to give it back. He's probably he been to confession for that as well. He's probably, yeah, living, you know, gone to, gone to think for that. Course. He's like, I kept all this money. Yeah. I don't know. Well, what's Jessica been living on? She hasn't been working. Yeah. And, I mean, Luke Cage has been in jail, but now that he's back, what's he going to live off of? <laughs> well, I mean, we've already established New York is super cheap to live in, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. What's Danny a living off of? the series that jokes about that, actually. Danny has all the money in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Danny probably has, like, leaking onto the, the others. Yeah. a gazillionaire, and they all have nothing, no income whatsoever. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so we have another email from Ian about this episode in particular. Uh, Tammy, do you want to read one? I cannot see from where I'm sitting, so no. Okay, no worries. Uh, It's it's really short. Elizabeth, do you want to read it? (laughs) Sure, I can. Just post it. I don't see it yet. 
Thank you. Um, let me post it in here. He said it starts with, I've just finished episode one. And this is from Ian. Okay. I've just finished episode one and I like how it started. The first thing that struck me, struck out to me, or stuck out to me. See, you're never going to ask me to do this again. The first <laughs> thing that stuck out to me is the use of color in this and how for the defenders it built through the episode. Red for Matt, blue for Jessica, yellow for Luke, and green for Danny. There was a fifth color used too, though white for the hand, or at least Sigourney Weaver's character. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, th- uh, through probably instead, though. Mm. Um, all the characters have been set up well, and the story is ready to unfold. It's still early days, but I already think Danny is a better character than he was on his own series, too. So, cool. two cheers for for Danny so far in the feedback. Yay! Mm. Good for you. I mean, you. he's grown up since like yeah. he changed at the end of the first season you know he sort of resolved some issues he's no he's longer a puppy to... he's like a gangly juvenile dog you know the ones that have like <laughs> like long legs and giant paws and trip over them their own paws that's what he is now he's no, not a puppy anymore he'd be all good <laughs> if Kumun didn't just go missing <laughs> yeah uh, that threw a wrench in the works i think otherwise Poor he was Danny. pretty happy <laughs> Uh, and we have one last email from Sedna. I'm going to try and do justice to Sedna's email, just like Mel usually does. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is from Sedna. Couldn't binge the lot on Friday as I'd wanted in my dreams because I only got back from holiday today. It, Saturday. Uh, see Also see below in underlined caps, italics, though I didn't censor my Tumblr or Twitter. So I've seen all the spoilers. And loads of spoilery reviews, opinions and analysis, because I just don't care. Back today, trying to snatch as much of it as I can whenever. I love the colour coding. Purple for Jessica, bruised and gothy. Yellow for Luke, sunny and optimistic. Also love that his bits get his signature soundtrack. Red for Matt. And then it says, My heart and my face blushing furiously as I lay eyes or even think about Matt Murdock, the actual fictional love of my life. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and green for Danny meh nausea oh that's harsh harsh said that oh and start quiet for Alexandra the occasional subway slash traffic switch cuts between scenes are nice too OMG Matt and Foggy kissing us lawyering separately though boo Matt and Karen sort of concluding the bastard cliffhanger from Daredevil season 2 Misty interrupting Luke and Claire's coffee so far, so good. Right now, I'm 12 minutes into episode two. Other half woke up from jet lag nap, so I can't watch this with him or even let him know I'm into it because, well, see above in underlined caps. I'm assuming that's about <laughs> Matt Murdock being the love of her life. Still, no one in my real life has any idea how obsessed I am with this. Help, what the fuck is my life? <laughs> Thank you, Seth. <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying it. <laughs> Welcome to the crazy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, said, I know Sedna will be happy that Matt Murdock is back as well. Yay! Uh, so that is the feedback. Thank you so much, guys. We love hearing back from you. Um, honestly, please feel free to send feedback going ahead. Uh, yeah, it's always fun to hear your thoughts. So I should say what's going to happen next week. So Tammy only can have a little a little ponder what what might happen next. You ready, Tammy? Sure. Okay. So next week's episode, which I don't have the title of here, which is terrible, but the description is, as a new conspiracy takes shape, Matt finds old habits are hard to break. Jessica gets in over her head. Luke tracks a lead and Danny meets his match. Obviously, that means the true love of his life 
of his love match, Misty Knight. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. <Agreed>. <laughs> <laughs> no. Mean Right Hook is the name of the episode. That's it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hmm. Any thoughts on what you want to see happen next, Tammy, or what you guys thought might happen next after this earthquake when you watched it? Um, my thoughts on what happened next is pretty much what happened next, so I have nothing okay. really to... Uh, yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I mean, I want to say that they come together, but you guys have all told me it's already not until episode 8, so... I don't At know. Last five uh, some more... S- some more smooth Luke-y uh, little clips, you know, some more cool Jessica clips. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm happy. Cool. Uh, awesome. Well, that was uh, this week done, episode one. So thank you so much, Elizabeth and Connor, for joining us, uh, particularly at very short notice. <laughs> um, yeah, that's fun. Thank you so much for coming on. We love having you guys on to chat uh, and, like, get different people's reactions it's always awesome i love it um where can people find you online elizabeth do you want to go first do you have anything to promote uh, uh, no i just lurk on your <laughs> various <laughs> podcast <laughs> comment pages. fair enough you mean calabici fashion cast as well yes that one in this one i actually did the count and i was like wow i've been on five of those how is that <laughs> <laughs> on my, on my the defenders because if there's two things that have you know, lots in common. It's obviously the defenders and the fashions of Quantum League. <laughs> <laughs> of course, because I'm a fan of both. So therefore, I'm missing Link. <laughs> um, awesome. And Connor, uh, thank you for coming on. And do you have anything to promote? I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, shockingly, I have an Iron Fist podcast, which is also shockingly inspired by a Daredevil podcast. So Yay. who knew? Um, Actually, well, since I mentioned the Daredevil podcast, I'll give him a shout out real quickly. Uh, Dave's Daredevil podcast. It's awesome. It's better really than mine. Good. You should go listen to it. And uh, to- my podcast. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I, I used to listen to that one and then he kind of got off topic and I didn't get back to it. Should I wander back on again? Um, it depends when you left off because he comes back and he, come, he comes and he goes, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to tell. So. Yeah, I have haven't a listened look, to it for a while. I tend to binge when there's a few episodes. Yeah, maybe, maybe very wait good. a bit. He and is, yours is really uh, good as well, Connor. Oh, he's a pro, though. <laughs> he's can, a very, very breathe, highly like, produced. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my podcast is Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast. We're on uh, Facebook, YouTube, Podcast Garden, SoundCloud, iTunes, WordPress. Uh, if you just Google Iron Fist podcast, you should find us. I hope. Uh, if you Google Immortal Iron Fist podcast, you'll definitely find us. Uh, I do it with two other people. I do it with uh, Carl Stout, who is an American man, and he is uh, <laughs> he's a I'm trying, I gotta yeah, he's a huge Iron Fist fan. He's awesome. He's awesome. I didn't want to just describe as an American man, because that's like <laughs> yeah. and, and then uh, Rebecca also co-hosts with me frequently and i'm sure people who listen to this frequently know she comes on here a bit yeah and yeah it's a we just do iron fist comics we've covered his whole classic run and we've covered the netflix show as well if you guys want to check out that three hour and a half monster if you can handle it anyway (laughs) (laughs) i listened to it oh did you yeah i liked it thank you yeah Thank you very much. Yeah, well, that, right. that was me. Um, oh, we're doing all the new issues as well. 
obviously, Ooh. that are coming out. We're primarily comic focused, so yeah. Nice. Sorry, that was too long. <laughs> That's all right. No, absolutely, it's fine. Um, no, it's good. It's good to promote your stuff. Um, yeah. Speaking of speaking of that, um, I'm sure Matt and Mel, if they were here, uh, but I have just had a message from them saying that they didn't realise that we were recording today. So. <laughs> oh boy! You Canadian slackers, you. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I will still be nice and promote uh, the Twin Peaks podcast for them, which has come back and they're currently covering season three, Twin Peaks: The Return. Um, it's a it's a lot of fun. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's all I say. It's quite controversial some of their views on Twin Peaks, but I agree with them mostly. Uh, but yeah, definitely listen to Twin Peaks podcast, first podcast I ever listened to, which is cool. Um, Tammy, have you got anything to promote? Uh, I guess we've talked about it already, but I would promote the Cal Vici Fashion Cast, which is a yeah. podcast about and the fashions in Quantum <laughs> Leap. Very specific. We sometimes talk about the episode too. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some details sometimes. <laughs> Mostly the fashions and the hair. <laughs> I wasn't nothing to say. <laughs> I think people uh, thought we were joking at first when we said we were doing a. A quantum leap fashion podcast, but no, we weren't. (laughs) Exactly, that's what we're doing, (laughs) and we love it. (laughs) It works. (laughs) Awesome. So, uh, Connor and Elizabeth, both of you are our guests, so you can have an Excelsior off if you want. (laughs) Whoa! Or one of you guys can take us out with an Excelsior. On the count of three. Um. Yeah. Sure. (laughs) All right. Ready? I'll count you down. Okay. Three, two, one. Excelsior! Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm down awesome. with that. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter, at DefendersPod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives, 3.0, Unported International License. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!